0: I do not like children, and I'm a mom. (laughs) Oops. How did that happen?
1: Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life podcast. I'm Brienne Davis Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. Hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave, or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. My guest today, and I'm so grateful she is on, her name is Mandy, and Mandy, my question for you is, dun-dun-dun, what is your
0: secret? <laughs> well, thank you, Brienne. I, I have many, but today I'm going, my secret is going to be that I do not like children, and I'm a mom. Oh. <laughs> Oops. You, okay. <laughs> How did that happen?
1: Oh my God. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah. How did that happen? I mean, that is a secret that I am so grateful somebody said, because I just became a mom and sometimes I hate it and I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I don't feel like people talk about it. So how have you
0: always hated children? And what made you decide to have a child? Right. Okay. So yes, I, I've never liked kids. Even when I was a kid, you know, people called me an old soul. A lot of it is Mother, father wounds, and so even like I remember in elementary school, just not understanding recess, not understanding the games, just the loudness, the aggressiveness, the the meanness are how I interpreted it. I guess it like kids felt mean and chaotic and um, scary to mm-hmm. me. So I've I've always so it's it's fear based, and but coincidentally like. There was that. And then the other thing is I've always been fascinated with pregnancy and childbirth. So like, I remember being in sixth grade and going to the mall with a pillow um, under my shirt, like pretending I was pregnant.
1: Are you kidding? Oh my God. I I thought you were going to say like, you know how women like stuff their bras with toilet paper, but you put in a pillow. Yes.
0: Yes. And I went to Sabaro and like, I was doing the whole, like hold your lower back as you lower yourself into the seat to have my pizza. And I'd like walk (laughs) to get my soft drink. And I'm like, Oh, Oh yes, So much baby in here. And I'm sure people were like horrified because I was not even in junior high, but I just, I loved I loved the idea of it. And so then when I fell in love and got married, I was like, well, of course I want to have a baby. But like literally I remember being seven and a half months pregnant and I was in a meeting and it hit me that, holy shit, this kid's going to come out of me and I'm going to have to raise it. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't even like children. I do like babies, but it's like, so anyways, and I knew this about myself and what people would tell me was, it's different when it's yours. And I'm here to say, for me, it's not. So all the scary, horrible things I thought, all the things I thought I didn't like, you know, about kids, I still don't. And yeah, so I live with that dichotomy as a mom.
1: Okay. Let's go back. When did you become obsessed with being pregnant? Did you love being pregnant? Did you like, Yeah. what is that obsession of that and not the actual child in your stomach? Oh,
0: that's good. I think it was more, honestly, it was selfish. It was like, I want to have this experience. I want to see what it feels like to have a living being inside of you like the whole thing just seemed super beautiful and amazing and as a woman that was like sort of the thing i was most excited to do um yeah and even the childbirth part it scared me but i was also fascinated and i really wanted to do it i wanted to know what it was going to be like
1: oh no so. were you one of those people that like
0: had the child naturally Yes. I had him at home. Oh my God. (laughs) But honestly, it's not because I'm brave. It was because I did not want to deal with health insurance and like bills. I fucking hate getting, oh, I'm sorry. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. You can totally swear on my show. I I hate, um, getting those EOBs where it's like your bill might be $20,000 or it might be $20. Like it makes me have like Flames on the side of my face, rage, and that's another podcast. But yeah. um, honestly, that was like the main reason why I had a home birth. I mean, there was other things. I mean, the other part was I was like, I couldn't picture self being relaxed enough for my body to literally open up and have another human pass through it in the hospital setting with like fluorescent lights and I don't know who's going to come in and out and then shift change and all that so yeah oh my (sighs) god that to me that to me see
1: I loved being pregnant I like yeah I was one of those annoying women that glowed oh I love everybody's like you're so beautiful pregnant and then when it was getting to that last month it kicked in for me it was like we were thinking, oh my God, we're going to have to teach this kid math. Like we're going to have to talk to the other parents at whatever sport he plays. Yes. And I've been praying. My son is like one of those kids that sits in a corner and reads a book or likes to draw. And I am telling you, he is not. Like he is running. He loves balls. He loves football, which I hate football. Yep. Yep. So I am so glad this is your secret because I have moments that like, I feel
0: guilty saying to other moms, you know? No, no, I feel the exact same way. I I was prepared to have the kid that was going to be like nerdy in the corner reading a book and like had a lot of anxiety and like explosive diarrhea. Like (laughs) that's what I pictured. And instead I got this alpha, aggressive, like hitter, you know, just all the things that I was terrified of. The universe was like, that's great, honey. Here you go. And I get that it's perfect. Cause now I'll just say my son is nine. So I get it. I get all the things I was supposed to learn and I've learned so much and it's beautiful. And I'm just, but I am uncomfortable a lot of the time being a mother. Like, what do you think the main things you're comfortable,
1: uncomfortable with, especially having like a nine-year-old? Like, I remember when I just had, Davis and I didn't even know you and our husbands were friends and they're like, call Mandy. And I was like, I don't know you,
0: (laughs) but I'm struggling. Yes, yes, yes. I know that new, that new mom time. It's like, that's the most vulnerable, I think because you don't are. know what you're doing. No, you don't know what you're doing. You feel so lost and it's like it's the biggest thing that's ever happened and you can't prepare yourself and nobody can prepare you and everyone's experience is different. So it's it's a really hard time. It's a really hard time. Um yeah, I would say mine is very similar to yours. It's the it's the parents, it's the other. And again, it's like all this shit is selfish. So so my yeah. thing is I don't want to be judged and I don't want my kid to be judged. And so when my kid, you know, and because I have a kid that and bless his heart, like he's an extrovert and he he acts out like I always was an introvert and I did everything internally. So like I never yelled at anyone or hit anyone, but I'd go in the closet and like beat my head with a hairbrush, you know, (laughs) whereas my kids like I'm here, I'm pissed off and everybody's going to know about it and I really don't care what your feelings are about it. Like, that's your problem, not mine, which honestly is healthier, but like, that's the healthier option. Yes. But my, my dis-ease is, um, is sort of tangled up in that. So it's, so honestly, like the, this, the, the, the most, the scariest part for me is that it's, it's the parents, it's the other, it's what are they thinking? Do they like him? Do they not? But like right now we have a next door neighbor. My son is an only child. And so he's had this one neighbor that was like, you know what, I'm going to let them play because we would see them every day. We had like an open door policy. And so that's been his sort of one friend in the quarantine. Well, he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play with Ian. Oh my God, that breaks my heart. It's so painful. And Ian will go over there and knock on the door, you know, day after day. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't want to play. He still doesn't want to play. And it is like he, there's things about Ian that he just doesn't like. And it's not so much that like, a big thing happened. It's just a really, it's like a personality issue. Like my kid is like big and loud. And one thing that he does is he's kind of a pusher. Like if somebody doesn't want to play, he's like, well, how about this? Well, how about that? Well, how about I come back in five minutes? You know, which makes me cringe, but, um, I had a friend do a really cool reframe. And she said, you know, Mandy, not only do you, is it not your job to change your child? She said, you could actually take notes from him. She said, because look at his capacity for rejection. And she's like, and that's going to serve him so well. She's like, he's going to knock down doors. Like there's going to be a door he's going to want to open. He's going to knock on it and they're going to tell him to fuck off. And a day later, he's going to be like me again, you know, which is beautiful, but it makes but it's so challenging for me Ugh. at the same time right it's yeah because we have this thing where we want to
1: rescue them and save them and that actually hinders kids from developing those yes. skills and it yes. seems like your son is already like past that and yes. he it's like he came equipped with that because yeah. he knew, knew it made you uncomfortable yeah. or so, you know yeah. like god gave it to him to be like totally Because I think our kids teach us something. I mean, for me, it literally takes every single thing, all your character defects and just throws them in your face. And I think that's why I have such a hard time sometimes because we have no
0: control over our children. None, none. And I think, and especially in our American culture, there's this fallacy that you're gonna read a book or you're gonna take a class and you're magically gonna be able to, to control them. And it's like- you can't. And also I think that there's a segment of the population that thinks if you're not, not controlling your child, you're doing it wrong. You oh, know? I and, was one of
1: those people. I would be on the airplane and right, I would be the person that's like, shut that kid up. Like yeah. in the head, I'd be like, Ugh, uh, yeah. like, and Mark, yeah. and Mark was like, you're going to be that parent that has that kid.
0: <laughs> we'll yeah. <find> out. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's really interesting. Do you, um, do you read Glennon Doyle at all? Have you no. read any of her books? Okay. I think she's amazing. And she wrote two books and love warrior. And the second one is untamed, which I'm reading now. And she talks a lot about parenting and untamed. And she talked about the generations, like, and I'm in my forties and she's, she's in her forties as well. So she was like, so my grandparents generation, the memo, when you got your baby was, and I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. here's your baby, uh, speak to it. You know, it'll speak to you when spoken to like, just very like Done right, and she said. And then my parents' generation was like, "Here's your baby, um, love it. Make sure you get together with your girlfriends at least once a week. Um, put your children outside and lock the door, and tell them to come in when it's time for dinner." And that's sort of like how she was raised. Which that that's not exactly my story, but it was definitely like there was love in my house, but there was not a lot of like checking in and checking up. And especially in my teenage years when I was doing everything and i'm like i know they knew they were just more comfortable with sort of like being like we don't see it yeah we don't see see it it.
1: it's that latchkey kids mentality like
0: they'll they'll figure it out you know right so subsequently now us as parents we're like our memo is love your baby forget anything that happened before your baby. This is now your life. Make sure they never feel any pain. Make sure nobody ever makes fun of that. You know, like, and she went on and on and on. She's like, that is a shitty fucking memo. And she said, totally shitty. right? And she said, this is what the memo should be. Here's your baby. Love your baby. Let your baby experience everything and just be near. And I was like, Ah. <sighs> So that's what I'm trying to stick to right now, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's painful. I get to just hold space for him. Yeah,
1: like today he was when he was so needy and he just like wants to hug. And sometimes I'm exhausted and I don't want to hug anybody and I don't want anybody. Yeah, I'm like, please just like, like, give me a minute, like too much. And it's like, I have to like, be like, no, he needs a hug right now. Like it's okay. And just open myself up. And I think when I had a child, I thought it was going to be a lot easier and Mm -hmm. it's not, it's the hardest
0: thing ever. And I'm so glad you're coming on and (laughs) saying, yeah, it gets easier. And, and one thing I'll say for me with Ian, that was so helpful was to, when I was touched out or I was exhausted to say I statements, like just like how adults like it. Right. We don't want to be like, you're making me exhausted. Rather, mommy, I am so tired and I just need to go lay down, you know, and that really helped. Yeah. (sighs) Saving face worrying about what other people think, as I said, um, and just my own ego and also like I feel like the biggest thing I don't know what but personalizing like when I can take whatever he's doing when I when I don't take it personally, he's having a hard day. He's having a great day. like instead of doing the roller coaster with him, just being like, He's experiencing life, just like everyone else is experiencing life. And it's my job to guide him and be here. It's not my job to entertain him or save him or rescue him or, you know, fill his cup. You know, like I can, I can, I can be a tool, but I can't be like the whole thing. Yeah. That like, yeah, yeah. that like that I'm the only one that can, that can make him feel, you know, like you can fix him. Like
1: you're the only one. And I think. That's what I didn't want to bring is like that codependency. Like, like you said, as, as a married person, also, we're not supposed to take on our partner's emotions, just Mm -hmm. like our kids. Yes, we had them. They're part of us, but we are not responsible for their happiness or if they're bored, he's allowed to be bored. Right. Right. That's the one thing I'm really trying is like, my kid is allowed to be bored. I don't think kids are bored these days.
0: I know. I know. They should be bored. Yes. That's where they... the creativity comes from. Yeah. So like, yeah, when Ian says he's bored, I'm like, good. I can't wait to see what happens next. Exactly. We do special time in our house. You know, sometimes it's like we do it and then we forget about it because- So what's just that? Tell me what's that? Like, okay. I want to do that. So special time is it's literally 10 minutes or you can do a little bit more if you want to, but I'd say baseline 10 minutes and you just do- You call it we we call it special time and we get we do whatever he wants to do in those 10 minutes And the only limit that we put on it is like we tell him it can involve a screen once a week But then the other days it needs you know it's imaginative play. Usually he wants to do a pillow fight or he wants to wrestle or he wants to do like a Nerf gun. fight. <laughs> so is it yeah. like you and your husband, the three of you do it all together? No, no we do it separately. Got it. I'm got sure it. he could do it together. But yeah, so he gets some, uh, some special time with both of us. Oh, um, I love each that. Day. Yeah. And it just, and it's amazing, especially if you're struggling, um, with feeling like you're at, um, you're being adversarial with each other, you and your son. Like I notice once we have special time and he really feels connected, then it's like, you know, unloading the dishwasher, taking out the recycling or the things that we ask him to do on a daily basis. It's like not even a problem, but if he doesn't feel connected and then we're, we're just barking, you know, orders at him because I really think it's can we can easily get into a very like managerial relationship with our kids where it's just like go to sleep wake up brush your teeth get get in bed get out of bed brush your teeth eat your dinner stop eating you know it's like constant yeah I mean we just went through that we did the whole potty
1: training during quarantine which was like do you have to pee? Do you have to, poop? do you have to pee? <laughs> and then finally we're like, we are driving him crazy. Yeah. By the fourth and fifth day, I was like, this is torture and it shouldn't be this bad. And no. the moment we like let off that brake, you know, that yeah, just let it go. Dragging, yeah. It's, it's been so much better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Being a yeah. parent is tough. Tough. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think the benefits of you keeping this secret
0: or the harm that you've caused? Um, I think I mean, I don't know. Well, I'll just first I'll just go super dark and say I think sometimes I think on my hard days, if I would have been on like really honest with myself, like I just wouldn't have done it. Especially we got dogs (laughs) and I've never had a dog, and these dogs followed me home from a run last August, and I fucking love these dogs so much and I I've thought so many times it's a good thing for Ian that I did not have dogs first because I think fi- like they've totally like scratched that itch of like because they're little and it's like and the one he even puts his he- like his head on my shoulder and I he he wants me to hold him like a baby and it's like they're never gonna get bigger I can put them in a crate for like hours at a time. <laughs> you know, they don't cry, they don't have a tantrum, they don't hit me, you know, like all the things that were so hard raising a kid like so um so yeah, so on my dark days I'm like, wow, if I just really would have been honest with myself, I would not be a parent. Yeah. Because yeah, I really, all the things I didn't think I was going to like, and all the things that I was afraid of, it all was true. I wasn't like deluding myself. It wasn't like some crazy mommy secret that was like, just kidding. You're going to love everything about it. It's like, no, everything I thought I was going to hate, I hate. Oh I still God. hate it. <laughs> nine years later. <laughs> oh my! God. So and but. We, but get the, but I, I want to hear say, the, but yes, I was going to say, but it's like, I, I also see the divine work in it. I also love my kid. He's amazing. So, I mean, I definitely wouldn't like go back and erase it. Um, And, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's like a muscle, you know? So it's like, I've been in the parent gym for nine years and I'm so much stronger. I'm a better person. I mean, I know this about myself. I know that I'm a better person. I know that I'm a, yeah, I'm a better human for having had this experience. I'm a fuller human. So, It's perfect and wonderful.
1: Yes. And I totally 100% agree. Like I love my son more than I've loved anything in this planet. I even, Mark and I were like, we, there's, it's this love that you never knew you were capable of, but then it's like this person you love so much can just turn and be a jerk. And you're like, oh my God, what did I do? And every selfish thought you ever wanted Mm -hmm. is completely gone. And that is what I think the last two years I've been really struggling with letting go of like moments where we look at each other and we're like, we were not thinking like we were in fantasy or we just weren't thinking. So Mm -hmm. you put words that I've been thinking inside my head (laughs) and it makes me feel so much better that I'm not alone. Yay. Yay. So the last question I really want to ask you is like, how do you move forward in the future? When these thoughts come up, are these feelings come up? What do you do
0: to manage them? Well, I will say to the, to anyone who's listening, who has younger kids and they feel this way, it's a cliche. I do believe that it gets easier, especially the way we chose to parent was very consciously, it was not the easier, softer way. You know, like he didn't have a timeout, he had time ins. Like we, I really believe that we did the work and now we are seeing the fruits of our labor and I'm going to knock on all the wood right now that it's like, I'm not going to turn <laughs> she around. She has a be- big
1: wooden headboard behind <laughs> her. She's like
0: really knocking on it.
1: But <laughs> he's a teenager and I'm like, Brianna, it's terrible all over <laughs> You're like, you know, I lied and you have to do it soon.
0: <laughs> cause yeah, cause we, we, we did have this sort of parenting, you know, hippie parenting guru in, in Santa Monica who was like, if you put in the work now, like you're not going to have a kid who's going to put five locks on their door when they're a teenager and they're not going to tell you when they're in trouble or when they're struggling so 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 when i'm having tough days now that is the type of thing i think about i think about like i have done a ton of work and i continue you know and i and now i'm strong enough that it's like when i'm sick i still show up when i have a headache i still show up when i'm pissed at him i still show up and um and also, I think having had enough experience too, I really am a huge believer in that just being his mom is enough. And, oh, I and love I that. It took me a long time to get there. You know, there's some days that I'm like, today we're going to watch the History Channel all day and we're going to go to Costco and get pizza and bring it home. And that's all we're going to do. And it's like, that's fine. Cause I'm with him and I'm engaging with him. It doesn't have to look like field trips and homeschool and Waldorf and like, it doesn't have to look like that. Like it's, there's, it's huge to just be their parent and never leave because I did, I had contemplated leaving when he was five. I wrote, I wrote a letter. Like I was done. I yeah. was done. And, but I didn't leave. And I think sometimes just not leaving is enough.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. And thank you. I'm almost getting like teary eyed. Like being a parent is enough and you do want to leave some days and you want to be like, peace out. I am done. But you didn't. And that's where responsible parenting is and not disconnecting from them. And, right. and your message is so clear. And it's also, I know so many people are going to feel the same way and not want to say that. Right. So oh, I just literally, <laughs> that's
0: fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to say it for other people. I know I used to go to new moms groups and I would share like this and they'd be like, like, just like, what are we supposed to like, say what's going on? I'm not going to come here and be like, I love my baby and everything's great. I'm like, no, I'm terrible. Otherwise I wouldn't have come to this fucking group. The hard days are hard
1: and we can say they're yes. hard and we want to bail, yes. But, yes. but you know, this is our journey and our kids are going to trigger us and I'm willing to stay if you are right. Amen. Okay. Lift so each, each other up. Yeah. Amen. Each for, each look, we're up. like raising our hands to the room. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking about your journey. Cause th- you've saved my life like a couple of times when I was like down and out. Um, so thank you for coming. You're welcome. Anytime. If you want to be on the show, I would love to have you Email me your secret that you've had in the past or present. It's Life podcast at iCloud.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.